strange stories of peculiar people and extraordinary events throughout history. This is Notorious Narratives. Welcome to Notorious Narratives. I'm Jen. And I'm Robin. And tonight, I'm going to tell you the story of Mary Toft, the woman who made a fool of a king. In the 18th century, a woman named Mary Denyer was born just 40 miles outside of London in the village of Godalming, Surrey. This was an incredibly poor area. She was married at just 17 to a wool textile worker named Joshua Toft, and the couple was soon blessed with two children. Mary worked as a laborer in a hop field. This was a grueling job. She walked two hours a day to get to and from this job. Wow. Mary had a hard life. The life of a young, poor couple, struggling for everything they had, everything they had, and everything they ate. But it was this struggling young mother who would garner the attention of a king. In August of 1726, she had a miscarriage. Aww. Not terribly surprising, given the time period we're talking about and the harsh conditions in which Mary lived. Mm -hmm. Miscarriages were common for women, especially those working in the fields while pregnant. But just a month later, Mary gave birth again. This time, to a monster. It was September 27th, 1726. Your thought is probably that there was some sort of genetic issue or, you know, just another miscarriage. But that is not the case. Did she have twins and she miscarried one? No. Mary delivered what amounted to a pile of flesh, but that did not appear human. Huh. Her family soon called the local obstetrician, John Howard. And he helped her deliver what he described as three legs of a cat of a tabby color and one leg of a rabbit and the guts of a cat and in them three pieces of backbone of an eel. What? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot. It's uh, three species there. Insides of a cat, insides of a, of a bones of an eagle, also part eel. rabbit. Eel. 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 <gasps> There's an eagle. Oh, God, that's even worse. No. Oh, no. I don't like that at all. Oh, no, 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 no. So over the next few days, Mary continued to give birth to animal parts as well as many dead baby rabbits. Did she ever get uh, birth the, the fourth cat leg, I wonder? Just the three, I think. Ugh. Mary felt that the explanation was simple. She had been working in a garden when a number of rabbits hopped by her. Oh, yeah. That's, that explains everything. <laughs> of, clearly. Clearly. She said that after this experience in the garden, that she had an unreal desire for all things rabbit. She wanted rabbit meat. She wanted to eat rabbit stew. She wanted to even touch rabbit fur. She also stated that she had a good reason for the cat birth as well. She said that she had been dreaming of a cat the night before the birth and that her imagination had brought the cat to life. This idea seems preposterous to us. Seems. But what about the eel? Where does the eel come from? Who knows? Maybe she was thinking about eels too. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's just I'm uh, this whole situation is really disgusting, but I'm more disturbed about the eel than anything else. It's like you work on a farm. Where does the eel come from? There is a fair amount of slime involved with eels. Yeah. That makes the idea incredibly disconcerting. Mm -hmm. But this whole idea, though, we find completely insane that 
like, why are all these animal parts being birthed from this woman? But the idea stems from the concept known as maternal impression. So you have to remember we're in the early 1700s. And the field of science and medicine, they're really in their infancy at this point, especially when it comes to women's health and especially women's reproductive health. Yeah. Maternal impression was a medical theory, a phenomenon that explained the existence of birth defects and congenital disorders. The theory stated that an emotional stimulus experienced by a pregnant woman could influence the development of a fetus. It was often theorized that the mother of the elephant man was frightened by an elephant during her pregnancy, thus imprinting the memory of the elephant on the gestating fetus. But Mary's births continued. She became something of a celebrity. People even paid to come to see her. Did it say, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but did it say how long her pregnancies lasted? Or was it the same, like, every month she she gave birth to something else? Like, she... They're pretty... In pretty quick succession. She miscarried, and then a month later, she gave birth to a three-legged cat. Yeah, the whole thing takes place in the span of a few weeks to months. And she just kept on birthing things? Yeah. It happens in a pretty quick time frame. So Mary's births continued. She became something of a celebrity. The doctors were reasonably stumped. How had this woman given birth to such a ridiculous hodgepodge of materials? So, as most of these stumped professionals do, they reached out to England's most revered doctors, as well as the secretary to King George I. The monarch himself was intrigued and sent two men to investigate. One was the anatomist Nathaniel St. Andre. The other was Samuel Molyneux, who was a renowned scientist. By November, the scientist had arrived to examine Mary, and she was in the process of giving birth to yet another rabbit. So, like, does she fully dilate? Because if she's constantly dilating to, like, the full term and going through the whole birth process, that is a lot of pressure and wear and tear on her body. So I think that, like, that's a, a great thought that you're having. I think that you're thinking of it in purely scientific you know, 21st century sort of terms. Mm-hmm. I think that the truth of obstetrician work in the 18th century probably didn't even conceive of the idea of dilation at that point. It just did they just waited until they saw something that was able to come out. Yeah, I think yeah. So she began this process started with her in in August. And so now we're in November. So you asked before how long, I guess we're pulling in like close to 3 months that this has been going on. People are paying to come see her. Now these renowned scientists are sent by the King of England to see what is going on with this lady. Imagine just giving birth to something like every other day. I mean, I have a real don't ask, don't tell policy of my vagina, so I certainly would not be happy with a bunch of shit coming out of it. Um, In front of all those people, too. Like, oh, oh, it's Tuesday. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of really intense thoughts that you can get into, especially when it comes to the the viewing that are very tragic. So St. Andre was thoroughly convinced that Toff's case was a stunning example of a theory of maternal impression, like I said before. One of the things noticed by the men that the king had sent was that Mary did not seem to have any symptoms of childbirth that they had noticed in other women. She seemed quite relaxed during the events and even said that she laughed heartily with the men in the room. 
St. Andre collected the rabbits to bring back to the king. He pickled them so that he could do further investigation on the specimens when he returned to his lab. Pickled them. I mean, you know, he had to preserve them in some way, and that was... Salt. I guess the... Just a lot of salt. I should have said preserved, but I guess I used the word pickled. I probably picked it up out of the literature. I apologize. No, no. I mean, it makes pickling sense. Pickling makes it sound like you're going to eat it later. No, no, no. It makes sense. You know that salt is a, is a preservative. Yeah. He just... He preserved the specimens. Mm-hmm. But he also wanted another specimen. He wanted Mary herself. Mary was promised compensation, and she was removed from her home. In late November, Mary was taken to a bathhouse in London to be observed. The births continued. She gave birth to a skinned rabbit and did not have a placenta. St. Andre was thrilled by the possibility, and he explained things away, reasoning that the rabbits were delivered dead, and in some cases in pieces because of the contractions of labor. So there are contractions. There is. But those can, I mean... Those can be faked. She can fake contraction. I mean, women can fake a lot of things, right? Let's be, let's be real. We're all guilty of faking it from time to time. Yeah, it's like she's not hooked up to a machine or anything like that. So scientists hypothesized that Mary's fallopian tubes must be deformed. But like I said, maternal fetal health practically doesn't exist at this time. So they really have no concept of what's happening. During this time, Mary was examined constantly by as many as 10 doctors at a time, all male. St. Andre took upon himself to strictly monitor Mary. She gave birth to the lower portion of a male rabbit, but it fit perfectly with the rabbit upper body that she had delivered earlier that day. But given all of this incredibly strange, unlikely, and quite honestly impossible shit, these very intelligent men did not manage to put two and two together. Investigators finally figured out that the rabbits were not newborns, but instead were a few months old and actually had hay in their stomachs and pellets from buckshot in the flesh. Huh. Was this woman not watched 24-7? It would seem not, but still the Prince of Wales took Mary's word. More doctors investigated, witnessing births firsthand. The doctors noted that she did not look quite pregnant. Okay. I mean, well, it's, a, it's a half of a rabbit. It's pretty fast, and it's not that big. It's, yeah. you know, like, I've certainly eaten bigger steaks than that. Um, <laughs> you know, Same. so have you. <laughs> I've, I've eaten a burrito bigger than a half a dead rabbit. Uh, so they also noticed that her pulse never quickened during birth. Yep. And once she gave birth to a rabbit pelt. His poop? Without any pelt. The, like, just the skin of the rabbit. Oh, like oh, the I, fur. Thought, oh I like, thought the pelt no was, like, meat. a name for the rabbit poo. No. <laughs> you just see, like, poo coming out of her hoo-ha. God. Pelt, not pellet. Um, Thank you. At this point, they decided to finally keep her under strict surveillance. And the birth stopped. Oh, see? She needed 24-hour fucking guidance. Yeah. She needed surveillance. Absolutely. So Mary continued to report ungodly pain, but there were no further deliveries. So what's the most likely explanation? What's really going on? Given today's scientific knowledge, we know that she is not giving birth to animals. She is doing something nasty. That's what she's doing. She's doing something very strange. 
But it was not just doctors who were investigating the situation, but also investigators. Was she doing anything illegal, though? I mean, I'm not sure that it's necessarily illegal, but it's certainly a form of deceit. And right. So Baron Thomas Onslow discovered that her husband, Joshua Toft, had been witnessed visiting rabbit sellers seeking rabbits. He was seeking rabbits too young to eat. He said he would even take dead rabbits, especially dead baby rabbits. Yeah. A porter at the bathhouse where Mary was being kept was caught sneaking a rabbit into Mary. He then confessed that he had been bribed by Mary's sister to sneak rabbits into her. And do you think that if they were too big, they would be cut in half? And this way, she only did parts at a time because they were too big? It, right? Seems that way. So at this point, it's glaringly obvious what's going on. It's crazy. With that information, investigators came to Mary and she was presented with a decision. At this point, they know what she's up to. Uh, but she doesn't know that they know. <laughs> so they present her with their new plan. So basically, the investigators are like, this is a con. Mm-hmm. Whatever's happening here is gross and weird. So they go in, but Mary still thinks that, like, they're buying her story and she's getting all this attention and publicity and people are paying to see her. And it's, you know, so they're there and they tell her that they really need her to tell the truth about what has been happening or they will be forced to perform a painful procedure on her and inspect her uterus to determine what is happening. And at this point, she finally broke, telling the sad truth behind the whole incident. You don't think that that would would have been an outcome like you are apparently quote unquote given birth to these animals and these animal parts consistently over a long period of time you don't think that they're going to want to investigate your insides your whole uterus like it's not that wasn't popping in your head that like oh like i don't think so i mean i don't think that people even really knew what a uterus was hmm. Like, it was all, like, demons and spirits. And if you, like, dream about an elephant, your baby will be born the elephant man. Like, this is where science is at. The height of science thinks that if you see a bunny, you might give birth to a bunny. (laughs) That's where science is, 1726. The look of horror on your face when you're saying this. It's so funny. Because you know how I feel about medical science. And I just, I just had a thought that I'm so preoccupied right now about the bunnies. Bunnies, 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 half a bunny, 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 bunny. I forgot about the first birth. She built an animal from cat parts, eels, and rabbits. It would appear that that is what happened. She either did it or she had someone else do it and brought it in there just a just a mix of things just a nice little 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 stew of 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 parts i feel bad for the three-legged tabby cat that was killed for no reason like it was killed in order to to be a part of this whole con i stand by you where's the fourth leg (laughs) (laughs) that's the real mystery of this whole story where's the fourth leg of that cat where's the fourth leg so anyway at this point they're like hey, so this is crazy, Mary. We're going to need to look under the hood. And it's <laughs> you're not going to like it. We're going to so do a little tune-up. She finally breaks and tells them what's going on. 
She claimed that she was pressured to do this by her mother-in-law and that she and her husband were mere victims. Mother-in-laws, man. I don't have one, but man. But you know them. You know what's up there. I know. So one would ask, like, why would she do this? What could be the possible incentive? Well, remember I mentioned that people were paying to come see her. Ooh, was she getting... Yeah. Okay. So even in the 18th century... Any publicity is good publicity. Today, this kind of wild tabloid tale would certainly go viral, and things were not really much different then. And as science and medicine were first, like, truly beginning to be explored, these types of stories would certainly have fit the bill. People not really understanding. Oh, can you imagine that story today? Exactly. And even now, this story would probably go viral. She'd probably get a million hits on her YouTube channel and start making a shit ton of money. I mean, some people get crazy hits because they just gave birth to a 12-pound baby. And they're like, what? That's insane. Oh, really? How about this one time in history where this woman gave birth to a three-legged tabby cat with eel parts? I'm thinking of a very ASPCA and PETA unfriendly OnlyFans site. You know? Like, there's there's a kink out there. For every person. Uh, that their Twitter feed will be insane. So I'm just saying. So, I mean, there's probably a FetLife account out there that has something to do with things like this. So women giving birth to animals. Just shoving weird things in there. I'm sure. I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. This kind of curiosity is certainly the kind of curiosity and activity that could be charged for. And it's not really different today. Do you think it would be part of bestiality in a way? I think the idea of bestiality has to involve something living. But if a woman is going to insert her body with an animal in order to pleasure someone that has that kind of fetish. I don't know. Because... My mind just took a turn. I know. This one's going to be real explicit. I went down that road. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I think that the lack of using a live animal against its will in a way. Yeah. There's something about the will of it and that it being non-consensual being rape. Sorry. I took of a turn. that animal. Sorry. Yeah. And just allowing that animal's instinct to take over that is what makes it bestiality i'm not sure that insertion of dead animal parts it's almost like if somebody put a chicken leg up their vagina would that be bestiality i think my thought is no 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 i'm concerned about the salmonella but i'm just i'm just thinking about in order for it to in some ways it is a pornographic for someone else that was watching that certainly so that's what that's what i was thinking about like it because of the cause and the reason why you're doing it so I wonder if the person watching would enjoy the fact that it's an animal or just the fact that it's so and that the taboo of it is the thing that makes it sexy for them rather than the actual item being an animal. Like I said, like there's probably someone out there who's like, please, like I need you to get weird with the Swiss cheese. That's so Do you know what I mean? I'm sure there's every kind. But I feel like we've really taken a little bit of a turn. So I'm just going to veer us back onto the highway so we can get back to Mary and the story. I apologize. I apologize. 
so at this point, basically, she says that she's forced to do this by her mother-in-law. And like I said, people were paying to see her. So that's what her real incentive was. And in terms of the other people involved in this story, the scientists who were there and examining her were completely disgraced. And the incident made these men the laughingstock of the entire British medical community. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. The confession surprised very few, but was unfortunately timed for St. Andre, who had just published his thrilling true-to-life expose, a short narrative of an extraordinary delivery of rabbits, just four days prior. So his book comes out, and then now it's literally, literally tabloid-level media attention. Very, it's very He puts his book out. Uh, very. He puts this book out and then suddenly it comes to light that it's all faked. Needless to say, his career was over. Between the rabbit debacle and the mysterious incident of marrying Molyneux's widow after he suspiciously died of poisoning. So you remember two men mm-hmm. went to investigate Mary. One was St. Andre. One was Molyneux. Well, it seems that Molyneux was poisoned at some point, and St. Andre married his widow. So there's some other shady business going on, some other tabloid business. But this story is one of the first examples of tabloid culture and its link to medical marvels. It is alarming to think of how little an obstetrician understood of female anatomy 300 years ago. But let's stop for a moment. I think that there is a part of this story that has to be told. We must consider Mary. And how great she was at faking it. She was able to fake contractions and birth. It's insane. Certainly there is some acting chops. But I think that the thing that we have to really think about and consider is that Mary may not have been giving birth to rabbits. But we must think of what she was really doing. This is a woman having parts of dead animals placed into her vagina mm-hmm. by whichever accomplice could do it. I cannot conceive of how painful and how difficult that must have been. Not to mention how cr- incredibly dangerous it was. Many of those parts remained inside of her for weeks, rotting flesh, decomposing inside of her vagina. For money, for fame. It was said that she became quite ill at a certain point during her incarceration in the bathhouse. Yeah, you don't have any antibiotics for that kind of thing. I'm not sure. I'm sure. I don't really understand how she didn't die of sepsis. I was like, some people just get, you know, like, you can get crazy things with just leaving a tampon in for too long. Imagine leaving a dead animal, dead animal inside your vagina. For weeks on end. Oh, oh, everything. I have goosebumps everywhere. (laughs) It's a terrible, terrible story. Everything is awful. Everything is awful right now. I'm sorry. Remember that I love you. But Mary did not escape retribution for making fools of so many powerful men. She was charged as a notorious and vile cheat and was incarcerated at Bridewell Prison for four months. They made sure that her cell faced the outside so that she could be gawked at by those walking past. Eventually, she was released and faded into relative obscurity with her husband to a quiet life. 
When Mary died in 1763 at the age of 60, she was noted as a widow and an impostress. But even so, her obituary graced the same pages as the most prominent celebrities of the day. Whether her hoax was a ploy to make money or to be noticed, one thing is true and certain. Her story is certainly just another notorious narrative. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, there are a couple of things that you can do to help us out. You can leave a positive review wherever you're listening now. You can also go to patreon.com forward slash notorious narratives, where you can access content that is exclusive for our patrons. And remember, keep it weird and never stop exploring.